Welcome to this week's Monday meeting. Today is November 6th, 2023. Monday meeting is a weekly virtual gathering where motion designers, animators, and visual effects artists come together to discuss industry trends, share their experience, and learn from one another. This creative community provides a platform for networking, collaboration, skill development, and by participating in Monday meeting, motion designer professionals can stay up to date on the latest techniques, tools, and software, while also expanding their professional networks and growing their careers in this exciting and dynamic field. I'm your host, Jen Van Horn, and today we're going to be discussing personal projects, so have your questions ready. I wanted to talk about personal projects because it's one of those things where I keep telling myself I need to do because I have all these ideas that I need to just get out of my head. But how do I start? Uh, how do I pick what, you know, what project I want to go to? Do I want to collaborate with other people? I've been very inspired by some collaborations. Um, obviously, um, Taylor and Sarah Beth, like that, you know, their their big project that they came out with. Um it was earlier this year or last year. I feel like it's, it seems like it was a while ago, but also just recent. Um, and I don't know if I want to go that route. And I wanted to just open it up to um, other people who are considering personal projects, or if you've done a personal project that was very successful for you, um, let's talk about it. So if you have any questions about personal projects or you've done one in the past, I'd love to know what drove you to create them and what your current inspiration is. So if anyone wants to raise their hand, we can kick this off. Uh, Will. Yeah. Um, I did a personal project about a year ago and I've been doing a couple of them with um, uh, Mikey Steinberg who runs uh, XR motion podcast. Um, and he wanted was just kind of jonesing to do a collaboration with people and so he posted on instagram it's like anybody want to do a collaboration i'm doing sculpting on you know on my ipad on the l train in new york i want to you know get somebody else help with this and i was getting into unreal um and doing environment design and so we did like a a 10 day or a seven day thing and did like a daily for each day. It was, you know, super short, not like oh, I'm going to do 30 days or I'm going to try to do hundred days. We're just like, okay, like we both kind of have a week off. Like, let's, let's see what we can do. Um, and by like the end of the end of the week, we had, you know, the posted, like they were pretty fun. I'd gotten, we'd gotten pretty fast at, at making them gone from like, you know, six hours of post to like, you know, an hour and a half or something, two hours. And, um, yeah, we, one of the ones that we did got like a ton of heat and, um, I was at GDC in San Francisco and one of the developers there was like, yeah, I've seen, I've seen this stuff. I like that. I thought this was <laughs> from one of our games from Unreal. Um, so yeah, uh, it was, it was super fun and I highly recommend, collaborating with people if you can um it's a great way to have some accountability and like especially if you're just starting something and you're like oh i want to do like whole story or something else and you know if you're gonna do daily stuff you get on day three and you're like ah, you know maybe i skip today or whatever if you're doing it with somebody else it helps you kind of push through so i think it works out pretty well do you feel like we're lacking it like a space for more collaboration? Cause I feel like maybe that's something that Monday meeting could do in our discord, you know, some sort of like setup for other people that do want to collaborate, but not sure who would be available for that. 
Um, maybe. Uh, I think it's more like I haven't seen a lot of people have the motivation to collaborate with others or they don't like reach out as much. I think mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's not the motivation, but the uh, extroversion. Sure. Um, but because like we have all the tools to do this, right? And maybe um, like some scheduling thing would help because everybody's busy. And like, I know when I get super busy on a bunch of client work, like I can't even think about personal projects, I'm just kind of like overloaded. Um, maybe something like that. But yeah, I think it's just kind of more of the, uh, like what Mikey did, which is just like throwing it out there being like, hey, who wants to do something? Um, and kind of being like open to be like, okay, this isn't just my project my baby anymore like i'm gonna do this with somebody else and i gotta kind of like you know um you know take my hands off the wheel a little bit um but which i think is yeah. is a skill everyone probably should learn <laughs> yeah. when when to let go of their babies <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when to ask for Pretty help tough. yeah thank you cons you're up next yeah, it's funny uh, talking about personal projects because I've like been slacking on a personal project that I've been collaborating with a couple of guys uh, and it started kind of uh, uh, my friend got a new job at a, that he was, wasn't feeling as creative about and there's a lot of NDAs and stuff. So he was like hitting up a few people just to be able to uh, figure out who wants to collaborate on something. And so we're making a short film and uh you know he's taking ownership i think that's partially what is uh kind of helps to have somebody like kind of leading the thing you know um and then having people be kind of um you know some like knowing that everybody's sort of just doing it for you know for the art and stuff um to have some sort of like leadership uh we, he like opened up a discord so that we could kind of have different channels and stuff to be able to like keep the thing going um also just inviting new people in um and just kind of promoting some stuff on social media trying to tease things a little bit but uh funny enough we all like a month into it kind of uh fell off just a little bit uh just cuz everybody's work kind of picked up again um and then t- this morning I'm, i like got up early i'm like i'm gonna make it to monday meeting and uh jump back on the uh bandwagon for this thing uh but yeah it's uh i think it's good to have that outlet um especially the other reason for him too is like because there's so much things with ndas it's kind of rad to like do something that's a personal project that then everybody can have their name on it and share it out in the world and stuff so um few different positives also i have another lingering project that's a video game with like a a neighbor of mine that uh nice i'm like still have to finish up the website and then uh i'm doing like the game assets and he he had been learning unreal so uh so we'll be promoting some of that stuff as well awesome can't wait to see it but thanks for coming to monday meeting that's a great start of your week (laughs) so hopefully that continues I, I was going to uh, nominate Ben because uh, last week I talked about uh, my inspir- uh, how I was inspired by him making a keyboard, and I see his hands up as well. All right, well, we'll get to we'll get to Ben. Uh, we have Natasha and Sam first. Uh, so, uh, Natasha, do you want to talk about a personal project? Yeah, uh, at the beginning of this year, um, I have a friend who's a very established artist making pastel illustrations, and I was 
learning substance and because she works in pastel I um and she works with these characters I was like well I'd really be interested in trying to make uh uh, materials that look like they were drawn like on paper with pastel, just like she does in her drawings. And so I said, Hey, you know, I'd like to make a short animation of one of your drawings. And I picked out a drawing and, um, you know, like sculpting the character and then all of the things that you have to do to get it to be, get it over the finish line. Um, you know, I just, I offered it to her and, um, but, and so she wasn't putting like any pressure on me, but she was like, oh, is there any chance we could get it finished by this important date that I want to send it out to all of my subscribers as like a special greeting card? And just having those like little nudges helped me because, you know, I have to go through the sculpting and the materials and the topology and the rigging and the animating. It's like sometimes you need a little bit of a push to get it over that finish line. So I felt like just because it involves somebody else's art. And then also she could help me get, get some ideas of like, what is the narrative going on in the piece? You know, she made it as a static piece, but then like, if this character was a lot, you know, living and breathing, what would it be doing? Yeah. I remember that piece that turned out really, really cool. And I agree. I, I think the actual, um, the pressure of a deadline is going to be what helps finish a personal project. I know I've, I struggle with that. Um, so I usually rely on my accountability group, which Natasha is in. Um, so thanks. Uh, Sam, do you want to talk about your personal project or if you have a question? Yeah, sure. So the uh, last year was basically all personal projects. Uh, I was, uh, you know, I was doing a little bit of like teaching and tutoring here and there, but really had no work. And so I just dove full into personal projects um, some of them collaborations and then, uh, finally got this job and everything just shut down. It was like, I went from every day working on personal stuff to just nothing. And luckily I do have a lot of like creative Liberty in, in my new position, but it was still just like kind of a little bit of a shock to go through transitioning that. And so seeing uh seeing the post yesterday that the this meeting was about personal projects i was like okay i i this is a calling i got to get back into this and so yesterday i opened up um one of the personal projects i'd been working on last year actually a kind of tribute piece for for my dad who passed away um and so i have it open right now and i'm going to commit to spending like one day a week working on that uh Luckily, I have the flexibility to do that, but um, it feels really good just to open that back up and like see something that I was working on that I hadn't seen in months and like feel that inspiration coming back. Uh, so, yeah, I think like having setting aside a set time every week for personal projects is the only way it's really going to happen, because otherwise it's too easy to get wrapped up in whatever work you're being paid for um it, it like when you have it so mm -hmm. um i would love to have like something for uh monday meetings that's like personal project time and sharing and also collaborations like jen you mentioned i think that would be great even if it's just on the level of hey you know like you have an accountability group 
Like, yeah. hey, I, you know, this is what I got done on my personal project this week. Um, that that'd be a really, really great support system for me and I think for everyone else. I think sharing work in progress is really important too to help with accountability. We could even do like a monthly check-in, like, hey, where's everybody at with their personal project? Or challenge make it a challenge, you know, like whoever wants to join some sort of um at the end of the month or end of three months, depending on the the size of the project. Maybe we could do something like that. Would be That's fun. Great. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Ben, you're up. So cool. Everyone's got some nice side projects going. Um, and it's great to see all these faces. I think it's the first time I've been on a Monday meeting since Camograph. So great to see Woo! everybody. Um, I still got my mug. I, I have it filled with coffee this morning. So all the stickers. I have my smaller one because I couldn't get my hands around the giant black ones. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's, it's funny. Some of the stickers are kind of coming off. The, the But, you know, it's, they're, it's well used. Um yeah, so my side project is kind of like born from a side project, uh, which is interesting. Uh, so like earlier this year, I started like experimenting with a, a, a new modeling tool called Plasticity. And it's like a, a CAD tool that lets you it's it's kind of like pitched as CAD for artists. So I wanted to learn a little bit about it. And I started using it for a project at my full time job. Um, and I started thinking like, what else could I make for this? So I started doing these little devices and things like that and animating them. Um, and a, a sound designer friend of mine, Joseph Sims, uh, he had done some some work with with me in the past. And he offered once he started seeing these posted, like to do all the sound design for them. So uh, the the vibe that we have is I do the artwork and he doesn't like provide any input. And then I send him the the final animation. And he does his thing and I don't give him any feedback. So it's just kind of like, we're just vibing on this project together. It's it's really cool. Um, and just kind of roll with it. And and so far it's, it's gotten a lot of, you know, eyeballs on, on Instagram and elsewhere. Um, but when I was working on all of these, these illustrations and animations, I was like, what if I designed a keyboard? So I started like modeling like the keycaps and I was like, I like the shape it kind of like has a, Apple plus Teenage Engineering vibe, like kind of like mashup. Um, so I put together a layout of the keyboard in Figma, and then I modeled the whole thing in Plasticity after iterating. Um, and after like really researching like what uh, it takes to make a keyboard for real, like all of like the standards for like keycap spacing and like the technology that goes underneath, like the switches and even like sourcing screens that because there's like a screen that's integrated into the keyboard. Um, I had a, 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 a person reach out to me from a company called um, and this is a, a friend DA situation. So uh, maybe <laughs> maybe we can redact that part of this. But anyway, the um, the the keyboard is going to get made. And, and we're going to be shipping next year sometime. And and it's really cool to to have that, like something that I worked on that was purely digital, like it's coming to life for real uh, next year. So wow. um, it, it's been fun to work on that project. And I, I've learned a lot about industrial design and like the terminologies that are connected to it. Like I've I've had to reach out to a few industrial designer friends on like LinkedIn and stuff like that to like learn more about like that side of the world it's there's different workflows and and terminologies that i didn't even know so it's about 
like being curious and figuring out what you don't know and learning about those things and opening new doors. And so far, so good. I'm excited about it. Was that your plan when you first started designing it, that you wanted it to become like an actual produced thing? I mean, I was going to try to do it myself mm-hmm. uh, and, and just like hunker down. And if I have to spend years working on it and learning things and uh, so be it. But I was able to find something that that would make it happen a lot quicker than that. So uh, I, I think I started modeling the keyboard in June this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll be the tentative plan is by that time next year, it'll have shipped. So pretty crazy to go from like a concept of a keyboard to like a full production, like retail situation in a year. That's awesome. That is awesome. Congratulations. That's really cool. Yeah. All right, uh, Augustine, you're up next. Oh uh, yeah, am I muted? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's be- yeah, because like I wrote a check before, like giving the whole premise and then like going. Oh. Um, yeah, my approach to like personal projects has been different. Like I've been trying to pipe my like I've been trying to make my main projects like work projects to be my side project, like sort of like make my my hobby like make my main work be, be my hobby when possible so like i i have like a notebook like full of ideas and as we all know the like the hardest part is like to get started or to like find time because like there's so many things to do already in our lives mm-hmm. and so i was like okay how do i like optimize kind of like my time and so i have all these ideas that as soon as like projects come in i go to like, of course, like I bring new stuff, but like I have like those things that I really want to do or experiment and like look at those as like, okay, which one can I, which one could fit, you know? And then I get to have fun and get paid at the same time. Um, and, uh, but of course there are, there are like some side projects too that still happen. And like recently, like uh, one or two weeks ago, I got to direct like a, uh, music video for a band of friends and uh it was like a like a like a drill so we we started really early and we ended up like at 6 a, 6 a.m because they no budget you know like all the stuff like we borrowed gear here and there and mm-hmm. and we made everything in like this in one special place i cannot say much yet because it's still being edited but um but it was really rewarding like that total total creative freedom but like i said like i always try to make those sides become my mains so it's fun all the time that's a really good way to do it i I always tell everybody like my first hold is myself and that way i choose (laughs) sort of what i get to work on i really should be using that first hold to do personal projects and making that a, a priority so that's great mark you're up next yeah, I was just going to kind of riff off what Ben was talking about, too, in terms of like starting a personal project to kind of learn a program, but also uh, incorporate other things that he's interested in. And another kind of success story that I want to reference too, similar to what Ben's doing is what Matthew Encina has done. Mm. He started like he's always been in like interested in like cool, just like products and like very slick looking stuff and clean design and uh, and different stuff like that. Anyway, 
uh, he started a new thing called like Mod Musings a, a few years back, and he designed a couple products with uh, Grove Made or, or I forget who the actual company is he's doing it with. But he just got featured in Time Magazine as like cool oh, wow. new product to buy for, you know, so it's just like, holy cow, he followed his passion, followed this kind of personal project thing. It's now his full time job and he's designing a bunch of other stuff. So it's just cool to see how little things like this could really spark a whole new trajectory to your career mm -hmm. and or career or like your creative business or what, like, I mean, what Ben's doing now, like, who knows, you might find a ton of success with this keyboard. And then like, now that's your main <laughs> source of income or something. And you're doing the motion stuff on the side. But I think it's just really cool to like put stuff uh, out and try stuff to learn. And that's the best use I think of personal projects. Cause regardless, if you know the software or not, you're always going to learn something through the kind of power of collaboration and all of that as well. So, uh, kind of echoing the sentiment of everyone else so far is like, if you are going to do a personal thing, go for it. I highly encourage you to do it with at least one other person, because I think you will just learn so much from each other. Uh, and even if you do it within a group, uh, within that group of how people work or how people tackle this problem or that problem. So, um, I've got a lot of things in my mind that I would love to make someday. And, um, you know, they'll get out someday. <laughs> they'll get out someday. of my mind. <laughs> Put them on your calendar. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. But, uh, it's really cool to hear everyone's, uh, personal projects and what they're doing. So awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Janet, you're up next. And Janet's bird in working? the background. Is my audio working or is it busted? No, I got it. We got you. Yeah. Okay, half the time it's broken. Okay, okay <laughs> so to piggyback off of it, was Mark who just last spoke, right? Mm -hmm. um, the idea of doing a personal project and using it as a means to also like learn software or basically to enhance whatever skills you have is, is something I do. Um, my personal projects are directly inspired by my personal life. Probably the Mothers of MoGraph group is probably most familiar with one of them because they posted it. But when I was on maternity leave, I, I, I did a piece that I called Mommy Milk Mart because it was based on my experience with breastfeeding. And I I don't know, I just, it's hard for me to, I, I'll be honest, I struggle with form, forming ideas, but sometimes the idea comes to it because you have life telling you what it is. And mm -hmm. You know, to, to go back also to a point that Sam and Jenny were both talking about, and Jenny were the inspiration for this, and you know what I'm going to say, is the accountability group. Um, I started one just like a few weeks ago, and I have not one personal project going, but I know that I'm not great at, like, unless I have somebody to be like kicking my ass, I'm not going to get it done. So I'm hoping, I don't know, I'm hoping this this helps, but also I want to I, I want to figure out how to, how to do more of these things, because this is one of the things I'm taught that I've been told for years upon years is that, you know, when do the work that you love to do, and maybe that's hopefully the goal is that's the type of work you actually get. Mm -hmm. so, anyway, I just want to say that. No, that's actually a great segue. I was going to say um, with 
being an artist and a motion designer, it's hard to kind of separate our identity um, from like what's work and what's play. And so when a personal project comes up, I'm always torn with, well, do I want to do this for me or do I want to do this for visibility to grow my skills? And I feel like it, it just it gets blended and it's uh, kind of a weird gray area. So I feel like sometimes I limit myself or I limit my creativity because I'm focusing a little too hard on maybe how can I monetize this or how can I use this to, um, you know, like open another door. Uh, so I also wanted to bring that up. Does, does it, is that a struggle for everybody else? And how do you sort of break that and keep it a little bit more um you know, doing what you want to do and not doing something that's maybe trendy that, you know, you could probably get work from. Um, but before that, uh, Augustine, you're, you're up. Yeah. I wanted to, to bounce on something that Janet just said, mm -hmm. you know, when she said like, yeah, you have to, you have to do, you know, what you like, you have to work what you, what you love and, you know, follow your dreams, all that stuff. And I always say like signed by the rich people, you know, because like most of us, because like, yeah, because when, when people say that in an inspirational way, it's like, oh, what's stopping me? Well, you know, we all have like a life, rent to pay, like a lot of things going on. And, and it's not always easy to just follow your dreams. Uh, but certainly I think there's a choice uh, you can make uh, when allowing time for, for things, you know? And, uh, and I think it's like partly like a discipline of you work on the business for the business, but you have to work on yourself. And that's something we often forget, uh, especially when you have like in the family and all the things going on. Mm -hmm. And so like this, these, these personal projects, like to me, fulfill something that is not fulfilled by your main job or, you know, that doesn't fulfill you creatively because maybe you have to do a job in during the day because you need money because you need to leave and doesn't fulfill, but doesn't fulfill your creativity. And so, it's up, it's up to us also to make the time, even if it's only, it's a to me, it's like learning playing guitar. Mm -hmm. You know, it's better to, to play guitar 15 minutes every day, even if it doesn't look like much, right. than try to play two hours every two weeks. Because then, you know, you each time you, yeah, each time you start, you start all over again, you go, oh, I, I forgot all this and where I'm, I, instead, if you do that, like, Every day, like I said, even if it's like 10, 15 minutes that you give to that, at some point you will land, you will arrive to destination mm -hmm. and then you will have something, you know, that's fulfilling and that you can share if you want, share to the world. And that sets like, to me, like, that sets like a baseline for what's up to come. Right. So, yeah. uh, I agree with that. I mean, yeah, your creativity is, it, it's a muscle. You need to exercise it. Um, yeah, otherwise it doesn't have you to be grandiose. It. It doesn't right. have to be Small huge, bites. you know, that that's, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like what Ben said. He started like doing these little things and then he started molding that. And then, you know, that evolved, but that, I'm pretty sure that something, it's something that he kept on doing, you know? Yeah. Uh, and even when you have a big idea that, you know, it's going to take a long time, being able to bite size each task is going to get you there faster. Cause otherwise I, I'll just like look at my to-do list, be like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> There's too many things, but it's like breaking it down into very small bites, like a 15, although I don't know about you, but I can't animate for 15 minutes. I start and then that's like, I blink in six hours later. So <laughs> it, it, it's like the people dailies, you know, like it's not the best example, but he started doing things and it used to take this amount of time. And at some point, since he does it every day, 
like the speed at which you iterate and you get to your ideas. Again, it's discipline. You know, it's yeah. just. And it's funny because I, I, I went to art school ahead. with a guy who did a daily, like he was always drawing and we used to make fun of him. Like, oh, Dylan's in the corner again with his doodles and he works for Disney now. So like, yeah, <laughs> it works. <laughs> keep, keep exercising it. All right, Sam. Jump on in. We got some audio. All right, my mic got screwed up for a sec. No uh, worries. Yes, I think there's an important distinction that's kind of rising to the surface that Jen really you helped me see is professional development project versus personal project. And that never clicked in before. Is like, oh, okay, I'm doing this, you know, collaborative project around uh industrial design tomograph, and that's really focused on showing off skill sets for uh potential clients right and it's like even though it's personal right now the goal of it isn't personal versus this tribute piece that i'm doing for my father that's that's a personal project like i don't want somebody to give me a job because of that that's not what it's about and that's something that really just became clear for me is like i'm you know it's so easy to get wrapped up in how is this going to benefit me financially? And yeah. is this time going to like change my bottom line, you know, six months from now? And it's like, no, let me set that aside for a few hours and just do something that's like for my soul. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think, you know, if we set up other accountability groups or if we have something else in the uh, Discord, to divide professional development project versus personal project. Yeah, I agree. I think that there's a huge difference. And I love how you say, oh, it just like it feeds your soul. Just for me, it always feels like it's it's just something that's inside that needs to get out. Like I need to share my experience because it might help someone else who's going through something similar. Um, so I really love those sort of like cause-based uh, personal projects. So I'm excited to see that. Jags, welcome. Hello. Jump on in. Um, I have been thinking about personal projects a lot because I, I finished one recently with um, a little uh, weed brand, uh, CBD hemp company. They make these little gummies. Yes. And normally the things that I do for personal projects are like video game trailers and stuff because I that stuff speaks to my soul versus mm -hmm. this gummy project I did. Um, I had a very specific target and goal of I saw this brand. They didn't have this. They didn't have 3D animation in their um, in their marketing campaign. I saw a a potential opening that I could add to the add value to their brand. And uh, with after sending it to them, uh, they loved it. They said they're going to start using it. Uh, I just gave them everything. And in addition to that uh, spot that I gave them, I also sent them like a, a pitch deck of like, hey, here's the spot. Here's the things I, I would love to do for your brand. Here are rough prices of how I would break out a campaign for you. This is a, like a, a, a wine tasting, so to speak, because if you ever go to a wine tasting, some of them are free. Um, mm -hmm. Others are not because mm -hmm. uh, inflation has caught on. Um, but if you go back 20 years, uh, apparently wine tastings were free um, in some places of uh, in Napa, California, according to my parents. But my my whole point behind uh, sharing this experience is now this weed company they they're trying to find a, a a spot in which I can help 
help them generate revenue for their business through through ads. And I think it comes back to some of the other things that were being mentioned of like, what are you trying to leverage with this personal project? Are you trying to leverage yourself and your soul and just make something that that inspires you and you don't and having no expectations behind that other than just expressing yourself. And then there's other times where like this is purely designed to help me expand my career and reduce risk for potential clients. Cause I think that's what those uh, person or professional development projects are built on. It's reducing risk for someone who's potentially going to hire you. Cause they can't, everyone has a hard time visualizing stuff other than artists. Cause we, we have an a, easy time visualizing these things cause we're artists, but some people who don't have the ability to visualize a, a beautiful marketing camp piece that could tell a story. They, they're just like, how does this affect my bottom line? So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you you're doing the, the approach I'm taking nowadays is if I'm trying to leverage professional development or add value to another brand, mm-hmm. I, I spell it out very plainly and, and leverage that for them and make, make that very clear. And then other times I'm like, I'm going to work on a personal project because this just speaks to my soul. So if you go to my Instagram right now, I'm spending a ton of time learning ZBrush um, and I'll drop in the chat why I'm learning ZBrush Uh in a second. Um, but it is much more personal and it's not good, but it's like 15 minutes a day. Like Augustine was saying, it, it's just spending some time getting reps in and not everything. I guess my, my point behind this is like, what is, what is the personal project levering, leveraging and not everything needs to be your baby. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, long winded rant over. That's true. Also with a personal project that's deeply personal to you. Do you really mm-hmm. want it critiqued by anybody? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For me, not really. I was like, this isn't for you. (laughs) It's for me. Uh, But I also like the idea too, maybe reaching out to companies that are aligned with your, what speaks to your soul. So, you know, and then doing like a pitch for that, you know, that's, that's also a great idea. So thanks, Jax. Alex, you want to jump in? Yeah. uh, Can everyone hear me right? Yeah. My lighting is definitely not as good right now. Um, I like this topic a lot because like I have not been like a lot of us, it, it seems like we're really getting to focusing on what makes us money and marketing. And that actually is a kind of the skill above all else that I want to develop. Um, but it, it's always where it, it's really where it started for me. I mean, it was all having a windows 98 computer and drawing a lot when I was, 10 or 11 or 12 and With modding oh <laughs> weirdly enough i didn't um i didn't start acrylic painting until i was like probably in middle or high school or something no i mean like on the computer the paint program it was called paint. oh old school oh yeah yeah no i definitely <laughs> I, I it was funny because i would i would do like mod i would mod quake 3 when i was a kid and i would actually use ms paint for some textures it's terrible it's it was awful it was but terribly awesome <laughs> but um i just wanted to i guess i kind of wanted to share my screen real quick uh in terms of not everything has to be your baby i just yeah i think the root of it all for me is um <laughs> just pure curiosity just really pursuing creative bliss a lot of the time mm-hmm. now the, the cinema 4d has nothing to do with it right now but what happened um this is going to be incredibly weird and abstract looking and stuff like that but was it uh my fiance had um i would like to go rock hounding 
Nice. Um, and I like to go hunting for um, uh, just really cool things in nature, you know, curiosity and being outside. But eventually uh, there was this small USB microscope where I was like, oh, man, I really like taking um, pictures of like the the finer details of like the agates and rocks and stuff that I would find. Um, and then so I just was randomly following my um creative bliss at one point um just not even thinking about it not even yeah i mean in retrospect like a very organic creative process um and the event like it would be almost like i I, th- I think that being able to go as far back as going like oh i see faces in the clouds is really 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 important because it's it's creative instinct Mm -hmm. more than anything else but um these aren't all the good photos but some of the things for my instagram i would sort of see like characters in like these pictures that i was taking um of 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 like these like almost like mineral kind of characters and stuff like that and it just it I don't know. My point here being that it's it was just really pure just creative. Your inspiration. Really, it's not it doesn't have to go anywhere. <laughs> um I'm gonna un unshare my screen real quick here. Uh but yeah, it personal projects, I think you can have a weird amount of weight behind them, especially when you come in and from emotion from uh I'm going to do this motion graphics thing because it's art, but it's also really, really relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I find, you know, some of the healthiest projects are this kind where a totally random organic process comes from it. So yeah, for sure. I, just sharing that because of how weird that was. It's funny that you say Microsoft. I mm-hmm. just got, a, I just got a USB microscope because uh, I took um, mm-hmm. like, Blink My Brain did a uh, a workshop that was phenomenal, and he does uh, microscope stuff to get really great textures. And I yes. want to do I want to do more food illustration and animation. So I thought that's perfect for getting really cool textures of the food I'm creating. So, oh yeah, it it's just it's just fun to have a a, a tool like a microscope too, you know. And yeah, I also really got an old able to old school scanner. Apparently, like you could slow down the scan and you could be moving stuff around and it creates really great, like great graphics. And it's like, got, that's cool. it's really cool. I'm going to post while someone, while someone else goes, I'm going to post somebody who does literally exactly that, Jen. Um, and I'll just hype them up and post them to the chat real quick, I guess, because okay. I think you might like their stuff. Oh, for sure. And yeah. uh, Augustine just asked about the workshop, if it's available for purchase. No, it was a live a live workshop um, over a couple weekends. So he might do more. Um, I know he made bank off of them, <laughs> uh, but it was cool because it was like five to six hours of just him talking straight. Like I was like snack. I couldn't even like take a break for food. I was like, I want to soak up everything he said. That was great. All right. Uh, Jags, did you have another question or was that, is your hand just still up? Like his hands. So let's go to Andrea. Hi, yeah. Hey. Um, so on the subject of personal projects, I started this anthology called Things Took a Turn in like 2018-ish because I knew I wanted to keep making personal stuff outside of school. 
school. And I knew that people like talked about how they would fall off of making projects when they left school and had jobs and stuff. So I was like, I'll open up the prompt that like my short is based on to everyone or women trans and non-binary animators. And then I had to make all this extra stuff for that, which I didn't take into account before I did that. But I was like, as accountability, I'll make everyone accountable to the same exact project. (laughs) Um, And now that's gotten a lot of engagement because I think a lot of people want to make personal projects, but they need like a small push or like they need an idea or some kind of limit Mm -hmm. in order to do that so I I do themes I know Laura runs motion collabs and there's like a new theme every month and those vary widely in kind of what those challenges are so I think challenges are a great way to do personal projects and then the other thing is my kind of go-to rant about personal projects in motion design is that a lot of people who come out of animation school and come out of like the animation kind of school pipeline mm-hmm. make personal films as like, that's just like what they're thesis. doing all the time. Yeah. Like that's just like their go-to thing is they're doing that and they get jobs doing other things, but they're, they're mainly making their own things and they're trying to get to a place where they can make their own things. And I find that in motion design, um, people approach personal shorts at least like the forbidden legend project that they like it's really hard for them to wrap their head around or it's like oh I want to make a short but I don't know how to write the story or I don't know how to put but we have the skills to do all of the steps Mm -hmm. so I find it confusing sometimes I've asked this in other places in the past and generally it comes down to motion design people kind of are looking for the money like if it's going to take the time, why not the, like how the money going to do the thing, but animation students are doing it because they would be doing it anyway. And I would, I've always found that divide kind of strange. Yeah. I never really thought about that. It's been so long since I graduated from art school. So it's almost oh 20, 20 years. <laughs> so yeah. Um, it's probably different <laughs> now. Uh, but that is interesting because I want to try to be a mentor for my alma mater. Um, it's one of the reasons I moved back out here. So really insightful. Thanks. Thank you, Andrea. Uh, Mark, you had your, your hand up. Yeah. I was just going to just pop in quick too about, you know, um, not to uh, repeat myself, honestly, but like the Camp MoGraph thing this Monday meeting thing, this is all personal project, you know, so personal project can take many forms. And I think, uh, whether you're trying to either, um, learn new software, new techniques or, or network with people and get to meet new people. And, you know, there's so many different forms of these personal projects. Um, that is, um, I don't know. I think there's so many ways to slice it and so many ways to look at the benefits of them. Um, and, you know, just taking a step back too for the like deadlines to just try to make the things happen. I mean, every Monday this thing happens. So it's like, we got to put the posts out and make it happen every year. Camp MoGraph happens. So there's like a deadline. And uh, I think as creatives right that 
our portfolios are never done. Our reel is never done. Like having an actual deadline to like aim for <laughs> is super important. I found super important for a lot of uh, the personal things I've done. Cause if there's no target end date, it just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's it. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Uh, Will, you had your hand up. Uh, yeah. Um, kind of piggybacking on what Andrea was saying about this kind of like dichotomy between like a, I'm going to say like a film student, because that's what I used to be, mm-hmm. um, to a, uh, to a, like a motion designer, I definitely had that same that same process happen, but it wasn't as you know, it wasn't just like this dichotomy of like two personality types that just exist. It was kind of like I used to be there and then I worked and not to I'm not gonna like go say like, you know, the corporate world corrupted me and it's making me jaded forever. <laughs> but um, you know, I worked for two startups for like um total of like seven years and you know everything was everything i did was critiqued under the guise of you know how is this going to make income how is this going to work within our marketing plan how is this going to work within um you know building sales for our company like what what is the return i would literally get i would come up with these marketing plans i would come up with designs i'd come up with animations and i was how is this going to work into our bottom line, making more sales, like what's, and especially with startups, they're very critical of each person as part of that group contributing to that goal. Um, and then when I uh, went freelance a couple of years ago, it was kind of my own thing. It's like, how do I survive? How do I turn this into, you know, how do I actually make a living with this and how do I, you know, keep going? And what I found recently is like, there's, it's kind of what I'm trying to do is not anymore merge these two things where I go, Oh, I'm, I'm making such creative work and making such artistic work that now I can go off and people are going to pay me, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars just to have my art, but rather how can I make, um, how can I have a business over here and how can I do the stuff that I want to do over here? And how does this pay for this? Mm-hmm. And how does this buy time for the the freedom to do creative work? And I find that, and some people can have this merging and this kind of like um, coalescing of things, but yeah, I find that, um, and uh, Joey, I can't remember his last name, is the school of motion guy. He did the, in his like freelance, okay. um, yeah, um, in his uh, freelance book, he kind of has this graph of like, you know, he, um, he, came up with this analogy, but keeping them, you know, the, you have the pain boring work and then you have the personal work that's kind of separate. And I find that that getting back to that, which is really hard going from that mindset of like, how is this going to propel me forward? But, um, kind of keeping a separation between those two has been difficult, but really, really healthy for me. Anyway, that's just my thoughts on kind of piggybacking off of that. No, that's great. I've actually been thinking about this more and more about the real and the meal um, projects. For me, it's almost like the foundation and the breaking of the rules. Because like when I went to art school, right 
going into it, I was like super excited. I drew all the time. Everything was neon and crazy colors. And then I went to art school and they were like, well, you're doing this wrong. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and they pretty much like beat the foundation into me. And so I was burned out um, after four years of art school. And I didn't do a lot of art after that for a while. Um, or it, when I did, it was very by the rules <laughs> and very boring. So it took a while for me to find that spark again. And but also realizing that even with motion design, you need to have that foundation to break those rules because then you know how to break them effectively. Um, so uh, when you do a personal project, or at least when I do a personal project, I try to like push myself to do something I've never done before that also aligns with just something that would be fun for me. So that's always a an interesting way to, <laughs> to approach it. Nisa, you have your hand up. Where'd she go? I'm just trying. Oh, sorry. I was trying to figure okay. out how to unmute myself. Um, hi, everybody. I'm in hi. Australia. It's 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. Oh, my pleasure. So um, this chat really speaks to me because um, honestly, like most of what I do is personal projects. And it started out and now, now I'm getting paid to do like the exact type of art that I want to do. And basically only that. And it started out by like me just doing like bite-sized little pieces of art, like everyone else has said, just like keeping it small that I do like two-hour projects based on whatever I'm like inspired by at the time because I do photography and illustration and um, animation, motion design. And it's just like finding a little bite-sized project to do. Um, and I used to just do that for fun, but now it's like it, it started to lead to work. And so now when I do those little bite-sized projects, I think about like, what's the next project that I want to do? Mm -hmm. um, because I, I've just found that social media has worked so well for me that every time I, not every single time, but a lot of the time that when I do a, um, a personal project and I do treat it like my baby for those like two hours, but then after I post it online, I like discard that baby, you know? So <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, like, yeah. It's my little project to keep me like accountable and creating, but also like every time I do something, I go like, what do I want to do next? I want to make something that I want someone to hire me for. And that has like just really worked out um, well for me recently. Mm -hmm. And again, like leveraging social media to make stuff for artists that I like, like Jags was saying that he reached out to the, um, the CBD brand and stuff like that. I've been like making little like TikTok animations and stuff for music artists and then sending that to their labels and then that's led to you know hired work and then just being like hey this is what I can do mm -hmm. um if you want to work with me that'd be cool so yeah <laughs> I, I I definitely like I are like the work that I get to do a hundred percent to my personal projects that I've done and so that's really cool that's amazing. And it's funny because it makes me think of like now we can actually reach out to companies that we want to work for. But remember back in the day when like YouTube came out and people were doing all those like fan edits of like trailers and videos and stuff. And all those people became title and like animators from the yeah. YouTube videos. I feel like now we have a lot more access to companies that we want to work for, but it's still pretty much fangirling out on the stuff that we really want to do. Um, and that excitement I think really comes through. So I think it's a pretty effective way to get work other than just, you know, throwing your resume 
like shotgun spaghetti at a wall, seeing what sticks, um, actually taking the time and putting the care into a project that would attract the client that you really want to work for is probably a better approach. And also using a personal project to do that because you you stand out um, when you do something like that. So I think that's great. Augustine, yeah, you, I you agree. Thanks, Nisa. Augustine. Yeah, I wanted to, to, to balance on something. I, I think it was Will that mentioned it. And, uh, you know, about the, the this dichotomy about like the money and mm -hmm. and how should I approach this and stuff like that. And I think at some point, like since this is your personal project or it's kind of like your set side passion or call it whatever. I think like sometimes we, we are trapped in this overthinking you know, it's like how I'm going to approach it, how I'm going to lend this, how am I going to this and that. Is this going to bring me something? Am I going to get noticed thanks to this? It's like, to me, it's like all that, you can throw all that to the garbage and just do the thing, you know? And by by doing it, you will be maybe noticed, you know? If, that, if your end goal is being noticed, you know, or like this or that, you're not doing a side project or your personal project. You're doing marketing. Right. You know? You're trying to brand yourself or that's, we're not talking the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like doing a side project or your, your own thing to me is like do something you love and you believe in because it makes you feel great and it makes you feel like good about something and fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And then if that has side effects, then that's awesome. You know? Right. But like, if, if you're doing that for those other reasons, then the, yeah, it's not the same. It's like the kids you know, and teenagers like, that think they're going to be viral on YouTube. <laughs> you can't plan on that. You don't really know exactly what's going to spark, you know? No. And you know, and you, you were mentioning that people doing YouTube videos that are now doing title design and stuff like that. Yeah, they didn't start, they, they didn't, they weren't doing this thinking, oh, because I'm going to become a title designer later. You right. know, they at were that just fans. moment, they're like, I wanted to experiment with this mm -hmm. and that, and I think that that needs to remain the gist of it, you know? Yeah. yeah and if totally and it will flourish, it will flourish by itself. Yeah, I agree. That's why. Yeah. I really like that. If you're doing something like do it for you, <laughs> don't necessarily do it for other people, but if you want to do it for other people, record your behind the scenes and throw that up because people really like that. <laughs> if uh, people are inspired by your work. Uh, well, it looks like we are at the uh, the hour mark, Mark. <laughs> Do we want to uh, um, wrap this up? Or does anybody else have any lingering questions or comments before we uh, before we jump? I just no. want to say thanks, Jen, for hosting. It's kind of a breath of fresh air to have another host. And it's, <laughs> just, it's great to have another voice involved. So thank, big ups to Jen. Thank you. And again, uh, hit us up if anyone um, listening or present here today wants to help uh, co-host or host some of these meetings. Uh, it's always an open invite. So uh, appreciate you being here. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining this week's call. You can find us on all social media platforms by searching Monday meeting audio for the calls are posted each week on your podcast app of choice or available with the show notes at mondaymeeting.org all right have a great week bye everybody